Father, in the name of Jesus, O oh Lord God, we thank you so much for this time that we have with you today, O oh Lord God, and I pray in the name of Jesus that Holy Spirit will minister to every single listener that is out there today, O oh Lord God. Speak to your heart, their hearts in your own special way, O oh Lord God, because only you know the needs and the desires for every single believer that would be out there today, O oh Lord. We praise you, Lord God, and we magnify thy most glorious name. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen, amen, amen. Praise God again. Welcome to Genesis 1, and uh, hope you have your Bible with you, a pad and pencil, a pen, a highlighter or something to mark the Bible as we go along, because it's important that you follow along in your Bible so that you can go back and revisit the things that we discuss so that the Lord can continue ministering to you. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. We've had sermons on spiritual growth over the last few weeks and, and stepping outside of comfort zones and things like that. And and we have to realize that along with uh, our spiritual growth and going outside of comfort zones is getting to a place in our lives we can, where we can realize uh, if and when we need to make mid-course corrections in our lives, you know. Sometimes you're going to the store, you know, you're going someplace that's distant and you're driving along the way there and you find out that, oh, geez, I got to go down another street or change highways or whatever. You recognize that. We, well, we need to do the same thing in our lives, okay, as we're going along to look look for points in time if we need to change uh, the direction that we're heading in. That's a part of growth. Amen. Uh, we also talked about the anointing at one time and, you know, and about how, according to the word of God, we are all anointed. You know, you become a born again believer. The Bible says that you are indeed anointed. However, you must also realize that even though you are anointed, it doesn't negate the fact or change the fact that we need to make sure that we're following God's requirements and commandments in our lives, okay? Being anointed doesn't, that doesn't uh, relieve us of the responsibility of following God's word, okay? And even though we are anointed, we can still sometimes get off course, okay? It's, it's called life. You know, things happen, you know, and we may be going down one direction and we're being strong in the Lord and we're trying to be very vigilant and things just happen from time to time. So we need to make sure that if we veer off course, that we bring ourselves back on course. Amen. If we don't make an effort to get back on course, then what can happen in our lives is that we develop blockers. We develop blockers in our lives that can prevent us from getting to where God wants us to be and therefore being victorious in our lives, okay? Blockers can come up if we're not making an effort to make sure we're staying on course, amen? Now, a blocker, quote-unquote, is anything that prevents you from proceeding in a given direction. As I said before, you've driven down the road and you see a roadblock in there and you got to detour and go some other way. And whatnot. Well, the same way there are blockers in the natural realm, there's also blockers in our spiritual lives, okay? okay? As I always say, there's a parallel between the spiritual realm and the physical realm. Okay, what exists in the physical realm exists in the spiritual. Amen. So we need to make sure that these blockers that pop into our lives aren't becoming a real hindrance to us. All right. These blockers or interferences that are placed there in our lives are placed there by the enemy. Okay, that would try to slow you down on your spiritual journey from realizing what God has in plan, has in mind for you and has in store for you. The enemy goes out of his way many times to put blockers in your way to impede your progress. However, please understand, saint of God, that there are also blockers that are created by ourselves. Okay, we ourselves can block what uh, God has in mind for us, what God has in store for us. 
These blockers can become hindrances in getting answered prayer if they're not dealt with immediately. Okay, they can block you from getting answered prayer if you have these blockers that develop that, that wind up coming up. You know, so today's message is about blockers. All right, it's about blockers, specifically blessing blockers. Blessing blockers. We're going to talk about blessing blockers. These are blockers that come up to prevent you from realizing the blessings that are, um, are, are on you, are on the way that God desires for you. Okay, but it all starts with faith. Okay, you have to understand that too. Faith is the key for everything that goes on in our lives. Okay, so with that, why don't we go? Why don't we go to our uh, Hebrews, Hebrews number Hebrews eleven verse number six. Hebrews verse number six. Praise the living God. Hebrews 11 verse number six. Okay. And right off the box, talking about faith, right off the box. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is. Please underline that. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Okay? Okay? He that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And it starts off by saying without faith it's impossible to please him. Okay? So if you don't have faith, it's impossible to please God. Okay? Okay? God requires us to have faith. God wants us to have faith. And so we can't go through life saying that we have faith and we're not exercising faith in our lives, okay? And first of all, you got to start with believing that he is. Simple as that. Do you believe that he is? I ask you that today. You may want to pause a second and look up at the ceiling there or something and say, do I really believe that God is? Do I believe that he exists? Do you believe that he is sitting there in the room with you as you're listening to this podcast? Do you believe that he is sitting in the car with you as you drive if you're listening listening to this uh, sermon? Sermon, amen. Do you believe that he is? And he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him, okay? As you use God's word daily, you are taking God at his word, all right? As you read the scriptures, as you're praying, you're taking God at his word. Faith is a necessary ingredient to make sure that there are no blessing blockers that are creeping into our lives. Okay, If you're not seeing results, either you have not persevered long enough or there is a blocker in the way. All right? So you need to ask yourself, you know, if you're not seeing what you're, any results in, in, in your prayer life or in things that you're praying for that are just not materializing, then today start thinking about this. You know, As you're listening, you start thinking, is there a blocker that's in the way? All right? And then you have to make sure that you do not allow doubt. Do not allow that spirit of doubt to invade your conversation or your heart. All right? Don't let doubt creep in there in any way. Don't, don't let doubt be, be, be spoken by the words coming out of, out of your mouth. You know, oh, well, you know, I don't think, um, well, you know, uh, well, did you get so-and-so? Well, I'm not too sure that's going to happen, so-and-so. You know, don't be, don't be confessing doubt, all right? Don't let it get into your spirit. Don't let it get into your conversation. Don't let it get into your heart, okay? Believe and give it time. Keep the faith and give it time, knowing that God will not let his word return, return into him void. Amen. God will not let his word return into him void. All right, all right. God hears your prayers. God hears your prayers. Why don't we go to Isaiah? Why don't we go to Isaiah 65? Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah 65. And we want to go to verse number 24. Okay. Okay. Verse number 24 says, And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. Before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. Amen. And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. 
and while they are yet speaking, I will hear. Okay, so that means that before you even pick up the phone, so to speak, which is prayer, before you even go into prayer with God, God knows that you're coming to pray to him. Okay, he knows. Okay, he says that he'll answer before you even pick up that phone to call. Right? Before you even go into prayer, God knows that you're coming along there to pray to him, and he has prepared the answer. And it says that while they are yet speaking, I will hear. All right? So God is hearing your prayers. He's hearing your prayers. Don't think that he's not. All right, all right. And, and, and so, so with the faith, and then you're going into prayer, and you're presenting your prayer to God, okay, knowing that he hears and that he's going to answer. He's, he's going to answer you. Do not allow that doubt to get in there to make you think that God is not going to answer you. Okay? All right, and then, and then, then, then when you send forth that prayer, there is waiting patiently and believing. Believing, that's the key, faith. You, you have some patience, believing and thanking God every day for the answer which came from the moment that you asked it. Okay? Thank him. Thank him. Thank him for the thank him for for the answer for the answer before you actually receive it in the natural. Okay. Sometimes you have to wait the way Daniel did. Okay. Remember, remember in, in Daniel there the Bible talks about Daniel sent up this prayer and uh, uh, the angel came to deliver the answer to the prayer. But the angel told him that God answered your prayer from the day that you prayed it. But it took me twenty one. The Bible says twenty and one. But it took me twenty and one days to bring the answer to you, because the prince of Persia, meaning the devil, prince of Persia, came to withstand me. And there was a battle that went on. Then he says that the archangel Michael came along and defeated the enemy, and now I'm here to give you the answer, okay? So when you send up that prayer, it may take time. You may not see an answer the next day, the next moment, the next week, the next month. I mean, God is God, and he is going to answer the prayer on his time. All right, all right? So, so, and it may, but in the meantime, you just keep the faith, knowing that God heard your prayer, before they call, I will answer, and while they're yet speaking, I will hear. You know, God heard my prayer, and God indeed is answering, or has answered, and I praise you, I thank you, God, for giving me the answer. And you keep praying that until the answer actually materializes in your life, okay? Every day that you're doing that is exercising and, and pumping your faith, knowing that, and saying to yourself, and letting God know that you have faith, knowing that the answer is on the way. Okay, okay, and this is the perseverance, and this is, and this is the waiting. God's timing and its and expectancy and answering things may not be the way or within the time frame that we think it should be. Okay, you know, if God, everything is on God's time. Okay, but the answer will come because nothing is impossible with God. All right, many times we think that it should. Oh, I should get this answer within twenty four hours or, or two weeks or a month or whatever it may be. Yeah, God's time is God's time because during the time that you're waiting for the prayer. God is there working, okay? And God may be moving people out of the way. He may be moving people out of the way that could be preventing you from moving to where he wants you to be, okay? He may be moving people out. Of, he may be moving and changing circumstances, okay? He may be moving and changing circumstances to get those circumstances in line for you to succeed where God wants you to, to, uh, to go, in, in where God wants you to go. Okay, so God is working, and you don't know what's going on. You say, but see, but this is you really, really knowing and having deeply rooted in your spirit that God is God, God, and God heard my prayer, and because I'm his child, that he's going to do what's best for me, and so therefore I'm not going to worry about it, okay, okay? And know that God is going to bring it to pass. And sometimes there may not be an answer, okay? And if God does not give an answer, it's because he doesn't want this thing to happen. 
He doesn't want this prayer to be answered in a way that you're, think, that you're thinking it should be answered. God has something else in mind, okay? And remember that every single door, you've heard me say this before, any door that God permits to slam, to close in your face, is because God has a larger, better door for you to go through. And he's planning that for you. Amen. So something that you're praying for may not come to pass. It may not happen. All right. Okay. And, and just because you prayed it, you know, doesn't mean that it's a good thing for you. Okay. Because in your mind, anything that you pray for yourself is going to be a good thing. <laughs> right. Amen. Amen. I don't know many people, I don't know anyone for that matter, that would actually pray a prayer that's not good for them. <laughs> okay. All right. That, that would not be, be a mentally sound thing to do. So I don't know anyone that would pray a bad prayer for themselves. So the prayer that you have prayed for yourself is a good prayer in your mind because it's something that you want to do, you want to have, you want to achieve or whatever it may be. So in your mind, it's a good thing. But maybe in God's eyes, it's not a good thing for you because God knows where he wants you to go. Okay? God can see down the road. He knows what tomorrow's going to bring. So maybe the prayer that you're praying for yourself could be disastrous for where God wants you to be, while it may seem good for you, okay? So sit back and just relax, knowing that God is on the job, okay? So you, so you have some patience. You sent that, you sent that prayer, you, you, you sent that prayer up, and now you, you just give it to God, okay? And you don't let doubt enter into your system, into your mind, okay? Why don't we turn to James 1. James 1. James 1. And we want to do verse number six. Okay, James 1, verse number six. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. Let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavers is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Okay? Let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavers is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. And let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Okay, let's unpack that now. Okay, let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. So that means that you have faith and you don't give up on that faith. Okay, you, you, don't, have, you, you don't wind up having faith today and then tomorrow no faith. Okay, or you had faith yesterday but no faith today because then you're back and forth. You're back and forth. And if you're back and forth, the Bible says there that you're like a wave of the sea, driven by the wind, tossed in. So you're driven by the wind, and that wind is any, any adverse thought that the devil can throw while you're trying to have this faith, okay? Somebody comes up to you and tells you something contrary to what you're praying for, and all of a sudden, here you're blown by that, by that negative word that you're hearing, and all of a sudden you start worrying, oh boy, I guess I'm not going to get it. I guess it's not going to come to pass. I guess I'll never be able to, to, or, um, you know, to pay that bill, you know, my finances or whatever. You get this, and then you get another negative thing over here, boom, and it blows you back the other way. So you're tossed to and fro, you're tossed to and fro. You got to have that faith and you got to be constant and consistent with that faith because otherwise you're tossed to and fro. Then it says in seven, for let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. Okay. So if you're being back and forth like that, it says that, that don't start thinking that you're going to receive anything from God. How is God going to bless you? Okay. You put a blessing blocker right there in front of you because you're bouncing back and forth. You're being, okay. And then it says in, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So if you're back and forth that, that way, the Bible says you're double-minded. And that means that you are therefore unstable. Okay. And you, we all know people like that. You may know somebody like that. I mean, one day things are up with them. The next day things are down with them. They're back and forth. One day they're cheerful. The next day they're all down and whatnot. Something that they're praying for is not materialized in the way they want it to materialize. 
So now they're just all born. I'm just never going to succeed. And then the next day, oh, again, man, I'm pumped. God's going to answer me. God's going to. And that's being being tossed to and fro. And it's being being double-minded. And so therefore, you are unstable. Okay? Okay. So don't let that become a blessing blocker in your life. You need to make sure you don't let that doubt come into your life. Amen. You have to make sure that you're focused on God and you're persevering in what you know that God is going to do for you. Okay? If you're fighting doubt and keeping faith, the next thing to check is for blessing blockers. What are the blessing blockers that are, 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 are out there? And the blessing blockers out there are that you're entertaining doubt. You're listening to the voices that God has been telling you not to listen to. Amen. So we have to make sure that we're not being unstable. Okay. Make sure. God said, he'll, he, before you even ask, ask you, uh, uh, for the prayer, before you even send him the prayer, he says that he's heard you and that he's answered it. Okay. So rest assured in that. Okay. We're going to look at some other obvious, obvious uh, blessing blockers. And, and one of them is, uh, is unforgiveness. Okay. One is unforgiveness. And the Bible says that when you're standing, uh, uh, when you stand praying, forgive uh, if you if you have anything against someone. All right. Why don't we go to Mark 11? Mark 11. 11. And we want to start with verse number 25. Praise the living God. Mark 11. Verse 25. Praise God. And when you stand praying, forgive, if you have aught against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. Okay, read that again. And when you stand praying, forgive, if you have aught against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. Okay? So first of all, here we see that, that forgiveness, okay, or more importantly, unforgiveness, is very, very high on, on the Lord's list. Okay? If we stand there praying for God, make praying to God for something, make sure that you're not harboring any unforgiveness against someone. Okay? Look in your past, you know, look at a family member or whatever it may be, or, or, or a co-worker or a friend or whatever it may be. And, 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 and just if you're harboring anything against them, make sure you just forgive them. You don't want to carry that burden with you because you're just heaping coals on your head. You're doing yourself more harm than good. Amen. You're doing yourself more harm than good. All right. So make sure you forgive them. Okay. And says, if you do not forgive, neither will your father, which is in heaven, forgive you, you, you your trespasses. Right. So a blessing blocker could be something or someone that you're holding unforgiveness for. Okay. Make sure you, you, you cut them free. All right, all right. And, and, and as someone that has passed on, if you're harboring unforgiveness, forgive that person in your heart. Yes, baby, the person is not there to physically hear what you're saying or to be with you and whatnot, but in your heart of hearts and your praying, let the Lord know that you forgive them, okay? For those that are living, if someone you know, has done you wrong, forgive them, okay? Now, you forgive somebody, it does not mean that you have to go out and be bosom buddies with them or hang out with them and so forth. Maybe that is not what God wants you to do, but you should pray for them. You should pray for them, okay? And forgive and, and, and move on. Okay, and this is very, very important to God, and we see how important it is. If you go to um, Matthew 5, go to Matthew 5, verse number 21. Matthew 5, verse number 21. Verse number 21. You have heard, it, you have heard that it was said by them of old time. Thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. 
But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother Raka shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say thou fool shall be in danger of hellfire. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, therefore thou bring thy gift to the altar and there remembers that thy brother has an ought against you. Leave there thy gift before the altar and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother and then come and offer thy gift, okay? So forgiveness to God is so important that he doesn't even want you, you coming to bring gifts to him. He doesn't even want your tithes and offerings, so to speak, okay? He doesn't want you to bring anything to him. It says that to first go and make it right with your brother. Go and forgive that brother and then you come back and you give your gift. That's how important it is to, is to him. It says, therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar and there remembers that thy brother has an order against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar and go thy way. First be reconciled. First be reconciled. First forgive, and then come back and bring your gift, okay? So that's how important it is to God, okay? And how many times, you know, we go to church, or, you know, and we're giving our tithes and giving our offerings in and whatnot, and then, you know, in our hearts, you know, someone just flashes to mind, and you say, oh, boy, oh, boy, I just can't stand so-and-so. You know, he did this, she did this, he said this, she said that, and you're harboring that kind of animosity in your heart, you know? You shouldn't even go on and give that tithe when the collection box comes around, Okay? When the plate comes around, you shouldn't even be giving that, that time. You should be thinking about, let me go and reconcile. Let me go and talk to sister so-and-so, the brother so-and-so, or whomever that person might be, be, be whether or not it's a brother or sister in the church or not, wherever. Okay, but forgive that person, and then you come back, okay? Get right with them, and then you come back and, and give to God, okay? So, so, so unforgiveness, you know, is a huge blessing blocker, you know, that we can have in our lives if we're unaware of it. Okay, right? You know, and sometimes we just, you know, rather cross the street when we see somebody coming, you know, coming that we that we dislike and we're harboring unforgiveness. Don't do that. Don't 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 go that way. All right. So you see, that's a big blessing blocker. Okay. We talked a bit about doubt or unbelief. Okay, that's another big blessing blocker. Let's go to Hebrews three. Hebrews three. Hebrews 3, and we want to do verse number 7. Okay. Hebrews 3, verse number 7. And it says, Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost says, Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation, in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works for forty years. Wherefore I was grieved with that generation and said, and said, uh, grieved with that generation and said, they do always err in their heart and they have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter into my wrath. Swear in my wrath, enter my rest. Wrath. Rest, sorry. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any one of you an evil heart of unbelief. Take heed, brethren, unless there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily while it is called today. Exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence, steadfast unto the end, while it is said, Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation. The provocation is referring to the 40 years that Israel was in the desert. 
You know, when they kept sinning and going back, sinning and going back, sinning and going back. Okay, God's referring that to the provocation, referring to that as the provocation because Israel was provoking him to anger, provoking him to anger. Okay, for some, when they had heard, did provoke, howbeit not all that came out of Egypt by Moses, but with whom was he grieved 40 years? Was it not with them that had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness, and to whom he sware that they should not enter into his rest? To them that believe not, to them that believe not, so we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Underline verse 19. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Okay? So unbelief prevented them from getting into the promised land. Okay? You don't want to have unbelief in your life as a blessing blocker because you can't get to your quote-unquote promised land. You know, and you've heard me say before that we all have promised lands, you know, from time to time. And those promised lands are, lands are those big things that we're praying for. It's those big accomplishments, you know, that we're hoping for to materialize in our lives, okay? So if you want to get into your promised land and you have to make sure that you're not letting this blessing blocker of unbelief just be there, you know, causing you again to be tossed back and forth to and fro, to and fro, being, uh, being unstable in your ways, all right? Okay? Don't let unbelief creep into your life, not into your conscience conversation or into your spirit or into your heart okay i mean he started that he started there by saying wherefore as the holy ghost said today if you will hear his voice harden not his heart harden not your heart as in the provocation their temptation okay so today hear the voice of the lord okay hear the voice of the lord speaking to you through his words okay today make a decision in your life that your heart is not going to be hardened that you're not going to let unbelief rule your life Okay, you're not going to let doubt rule your life. You're not going to let, let doubt and unbelief become a major blessing blocker in your life to prevent God from doing what he wants to do in your life. Amen, amen, amen. The other thing, too, we need to think about is sin, okay? And don't think because you're born again that you can't trip and stumble and sin, all right? But we need to make sure that we're dealing with sin. We need to make sure that we're dealing with it with, with it, with it, quickly and, and in a way that our, um, God can cleanse us by the blood of the Lamb. Why don't we go to Isaiah 59? Isaiah 59, Isaiah 59 and verse number one, okay, make sure you're not harboring sin in your life, verse number one, Isaiah 59, verse number one, behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear, but your iniquities have separated between you and your God. And your sins, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not answer. Okay? Okay, so sin in your life is a blessing blocker. It's also a big blessing blocker. It says that God can't hear you if, you, if you've got sin in your life. Okay, you, you, you slip and stumble. You make sure you go to the Lord and you repent quickly. You repent quickly. Ask the Lord to forgive you, you know. And repentance means that you're walking this way and you're turning around in 180 degrees and you're going the other direction. Meaning that you're not going to do that thing again. Amen. I mean, repent of that sin so that you can be cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. Okay? Because harboring sin in your life, keeping it to yourself, that's a blessing blocker. All right? And then this is an area here that we need to consider because just because you, you're a Christian and you're and you're um and, and you're you're anointed, you know, things come our way in our lives and sometimes we, we act on it, you know. And, and 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 you know, and there are two types of sins, by the way. Okay, and I'm not talking about venial versus mortal sins. There's no mention of that in the Bible. Sin is sin to God. Okay. But there's a sin of commission, which is something that you actively did, but it's also a sin of omission, meaning that there's something that God wanted you to do and you didn't do it. 
Okay, all right. So you can sin. You can sin. You can sin against God by 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 doing something that God's word says you shouldn't do. An act of sin. Okay, a sin of omission is something that you've done where you didn't do, where God has been telling you to do it. Okay, all right. But you need to repent. Lord, forgive me for because I didn't do so and so, and I know you told me to do that. Lord, please forgive me, Lord, because you, you, I didn't do. I didn't call. I didn't say what you what you wanted me to say. All right. So you ask the Lord's forgiveness of that also, as well as something that you actually did okay go to god confess it and it says that god is faithful to forgive okay? god is faithful to forgive okay the other thing that we need to think about too is is fear is fear because many times the enemy gets in there and puts that fear in our minds there and makes us think that our, um, you know we're going to fail and all sorts of other horrible, horrible things so let's go to romans 8 praise the living god we start thinking that all sorts of uh, horrible things are going to answer, are going to happen to us because of so and so, so and so, or whatever. The devil is running through your mind, and you develop this uh, spirit of fear. Okay, and you see there in Romans uh, chapter eight, verse number fifteen: For we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Amen. Amen. We have not received that spirit of fear. We have not received that spirit of fear of bondage again, again, spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry out for fall. So you don't let fear get into your life, okay? Fear start coming into your life, then you need to rebuke that spirit of fear in the name of Jesus. Rebuke it and say, I have not been given, I do not have a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. You know, rebuke that spirit of fear. You don't let fear come into your life because then what happens is it starts trying to dominate. You know, it starts trying to take over. Okay, and then you have to realize that fear, fear, fear is a cycle. You know, fear creates a vicious cycle in your life. Okay, first you have the fear, and that fear continues along, and then it grows into doubt, and then that doubt brings about unbelief, and then the unbelief creates the fear again. Okay, okay, the fear starts when you're worrying about something, or you think something is not going to happen, then that morphs into doubt. You know, okay, well, I'm pretty sure it's not going to happen then because of so and so, so and so. And then the unbelief says, says it's basically, unbelief is basically saying, I don't believe God can get me out of this mess. Okay, and so then you're not believing God, and so then you're fearful because you feel that God is not going to be delivering you. Amen. Okay, so remember that cycle fear, doubt, unbelief, and right back to fear again. Okay, so you bind up that spirit of fear in your life in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you right now, spirit of fear, because I have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Amen, amen, amen. And, and another subject that I want to uh, want to talk about a bit here is is about tithes, about tithes and offerings. Okay, and let's just go to the to the uh, to the verses here. Let's go to Malachi three. We're talking about blessing blockers here. And our, um, it, this is indeed one of the blessing blockers, and I have to discuss it. 3, verse 8, Malachi 3, verse 8. Malachi 3, verse 8. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring me all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, uh, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and you shall not 
and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed, for you shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Amen. Now it says a lot, okay? Now this is a message that, that um, I, I, I'm very shy. I shy away from, from giving because our, um, uh, many times people, when they hear a message about tithing, they think the, the minister, the pastor, or the speaker is saying this to benefit himself or the church, okay? Okay, and I'm not saying this to benefit Genesis 1 or any other church for that matter, but it's for your sake that I say this, okay? It's for your sake that I say this. God is saying here that if you're not giving to him, first of all, he says in verse 8, well, a man robbed God, yet you have robbed me. And he says, where in tithes and offerings? And he said, because of the fact that you're not tithing, giving, and offerings, that you're cursed with a curse because you've robbed God. Okay, you don't want to be robbing God, talking about a blessing blocker. I mean, this is a big time major thing, okay, about not giving to God. It says, bring all ye tithes to the stars that there may be meat in my house, may be meat. And prove me now, God is saying to test me, to prove me, folks, that he will open up the windows of heaven, all right? God is just saying, stop being worried about your finances and whatnot. And if you do what I'm telling you to do and give to him, that you'll be so blessed that God will open up the windows of heaven. Okay, and he then goes on to say the other benefit, the other benefit says in verse number 11 is that I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. Okay, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Okay, sometimes people can't seem to, to put together two nickels in their lives, you know, or, or as soon as they get a little bit accumulated, something happens in their life, the refrigerator breaks down, they replace, replace that. Uh, then they, then the, the stove goes out, they replace that, you know, you know, and they just can't seem to keep any money. You know, it's because of the fact that you're not giving to God. It could be because you're not giving to God. Okay, alrighty. And he says that he will rebuke the devourer. The devourer is the devil himself. The devourer is, is, is every single demon of darkness that could come into your life to, 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 to just eat up at your resources, you know. Make your family life miserable. Make your bank account go, go by to open the door for infirmity. You, you know, all of these, the devourer is, is anything that just eats away at your happiness, eats away at your joy in the Lord. Okay, and it could be tied directly to the fact that you're not giving to God. Okay, you're not giving to God. Right? And, and like I said, you know, I, I, I don't give you know those that know me and have been uh, in, in church live and whatnot that that messages on tithing and and, and giving are, are far and few in between. Uh, okay, it's only when the Lord puts on my heart to bring it up that I do. Again, because I do not want to think that this is for any of man's benefit. God is saying. God is saying that we need to do this. So it's not of a man, when I say not of a man's benefit, I mean a church or a pastor or a minister, this is for your benefit. And many times this is the one area in our lives that we overlook as a blessing blocker. We think everything else is going wrong because I didn't do this, I didn't do that, I didn't do this. And you overlook the fact that you're not giving to God. Okay. okay. The other thing is too, is that giving to God goes along with when you get, receive an increase from God. Okay. Now we are not an agrarian or a farming society. Okay. We mostly are, 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 are buy and sell by money, by means of money. Okay. So your increase, your increase for us in modern times is not because your flock has increased or, 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 or the fields of wheat have increased. It's because you've been given a paycheck or you've received some money. Okay. That's how you've been blessed. That's how, that's your increase. God is saying that of that increase, you should be giving to him. Okay. Now, now, now that means that, that, that if you're increased on a weekly basis or a monthly basis, that should be your, um, your schedule for giving. Okay. If you're increased on a monthly basis, that means that once a month, at least you should be tithing at least. Okay. And this also says that, 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 that of, of that, of that one, once a month, um, that has nothing to do with church. Okay. If you're paid monthly, okay. 
And if you don't go to church for a month, that doesn't mean you don't give to God. Okay, if you're if you're if you're paid weekly and you don't go to church on a given week, okay, that doesn't mean doesn't mean you don't give to God. Okay, what I'm saying to you is that your giving to God uh, uh, does not depend on whether or not you go to church. It go it depends on whether or not you are increased. Okay, so if you were increased and you didn't and and uh, you, you didn't go to church, you still should be giving to God. Okay, and there are many ways to do that. Again, you pray about it, about how you give. Okay, but but but. Oh, excuse me, one rule of thumb uh, should always be, according to the Bible, is the way you're being fed. Okay, it's the way you're being fed. Okay, wherever you're being fed, that's where you should be giving. Okay, all right? So if you're going to a church, you make sure you're giving to that church. Okay, you make sure that's where you're being fed. Okay, if for some reason you, you're not, you need to pray about, Lord, where should I give? Where should I give? Let God direct your giving. But make sure that you are doing the giving. Not based on when you go to church or whatever. It's based on when you get your increase. That's when you return it to the Lord. Okay? And God says that he will, will rebuke the devourer. You know, in addition to that, he says he will pour out blessings. All right? So don't let, let not tithing and not giving to God uh, is something that, that is, is putting a major blockage in, in, in your life. Okay? It, and, and there's tithes and offerings. In tithes and offerings. Verse 8. Will a man rob me? Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, wherein have we robbed you? Why have we robbed you? Where have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. Okay, tithe is that mandatory part of God, that mandatory uh, uh, part that you give to God. And the tithing, the word tithe means a tenth. Okay, oh, a tenth, oh my gosh. You give of God that bit and you watch. Don't get God is saying that you give me a tenth, I'm allowing you to keep 90%. You get in the habit of giving to God, you watch how that comes back to you in spades, how it comes back to you, okay? Now, that's the mandatory part, the tithe, okay? An offering is anything above that, anything that you give to God above the tithe, okay? Anything that you give, right? And that can be any time, you know, anywhere that the Lord, Holy Spirit directs you, okay? But the part that is mandatory is indeed the tithe. And if you're not doing it, not my words, but the word of God, it will a man rob God, but you have robbed me, tithes and offerings, Therefore, verse number nine, you are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Okay? Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. And prove me, test me, prove me, prove me now, prove me now, herewith saith the Lord of hosts, that I will not open up for you the windows of heaven. Okay? All right, all right. So you make sure that this one, this particular way here, is not, is not, is not a major uh, blessing blocker uh, in your life. You know, and again, I say I really, I don't talk on this subject much, but, but, but I, I have to do this as a minister and as a pastor. I have to make sure that I'm giving to you what the Word of God says. Okay, whether it's something that I, that, that I really enjoy doing. Well, I enjoy preaching as a whole, of course. I mean, I really enjoy preaching, but I know what a touchy subject this can be. Okay. But I have to make sure that I'm giving you everything that the Holy Spirit puts on my spirit to present in these messages. Amen. Amen. And I wanted to close by going to Ezekiel, uh, Ezekiel 33. Ezekiel 33. Ezekiel 33, verse number one. Okay. I have to make sure that I'm giving to you everything that the Lord is putting on my heart to give to you. Amen. 33, verse number 1. Again, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, speak to the children of thy people, and say unto them, When I bring the sword upon a land, if the people of the land take a man of their coasts, and set him for their watchman, set him for their watchman, if when he sees a sword come upon the land, he blows the trumpet, 
and warns the people. So you have this watchman of the trumpet. He's blowing the horn to warn the people that that trouble is coming. Then whosoever hears the sound of the trumpet and takes not warning, if the sword come and take him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. Okay? So what he's saying, if the watchman or the person that is bringing the warning to the person brings the warning and that person hearing the warning doesn't take any action, then that's on him for not taking the action. Okay? Okay? If you hear a warning coming, you hear something going out and telling you to do something and you don't do it, then it's your, it's, it's on your head. Okay? Then it's on you. Okay? Verse number five. He heard the sound of the trumpet and took not warning. He heard the sound of the trumpet and took not warning. His blood shall be upon him. But he that taketh warning shall deliver his soul. Okay? So he that hears the warning, hears the trumpet blast and takes the warning to heart and does something about it, then that person is saving his soul. Okay? It goes on to say in verse number six, but if the watchman see the sword come and blows not the trumpet and the people be not warned, if the sword come and takes any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at the watchman's hand. Okay, okay. So if the watchman sees something coming down the pike and he does not say anything to the people and harm comes their way and therefore the people wind up being hurt by the harm that comes their way, the watchman didn't send out the warning that is upon the watchman's head. Okay, because the watchman knew and did not do what he should be doing. Okay, he goes on to say here, so thou, O son of man, so thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word at my mouth and warn them for me. So he's saying to Ezekiel, he's saying, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word at my mouth and warn them from me. When I say unto the wicked, O wicked man, thou shalt surely die, if thou dost not speak to warn the wicked from his way, that wicked men shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thy hand, at thine hand. Okay? Okay? So if you don't give out that message when God is telling, giving you a message to give out, then the blood is going to be on your head. Okay? Or the blood will be on my head. Okay, if I do not say what God is saying is, is intending to be heard by the people. Number nine, nevertheless, if thou warn the wicked of his way to turn from it, if he do not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. Okay, so if I tell the wicked or if someone tells you and okay, and you, you're choosing not to adhere to not to take the warning and do what God wants you to do. If you do not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. In other words, in other words, the person that told you will be delivered. Okay, but you are choosing to do your own thing and not hear the word of God. Okay, but the person that sent out the message, then, then he's okay. Therefore, O son of man, speak unto the house of Israel. Thus you speak, saying, If our transgressions and our sins be upon us, and we pine away in them, how, shall, how should we live then? And saying to them, As I live, saith the Lord, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways. So, so why, uh, for why will you die, O house of Israel? Okay, all right? So here, what it's say, what it is saying here is that it, it, it's like to really put it in context to today's message. If if I know that you're heading down a path of of danger by crossing the street, you're walking across the street, and I see a truck coming down, okay, all right, and I say to you, get out of the way. There's a truck coming. There's a truck coming. And if you choose not to listen, or you just you see the truck coming and you choose not to listen, you just stay. You keep walking and you get hit by the truck. That's on you, okay. 
Okay, okay. I tried to tell you the truck was coming, but you're choosing to ignore it and you keep walking. And if you get hit, that's on you. Okay. On the other hand, we're crossing the street and you're out there in front of me and you're walking across the street and I see the truck coming and I see that truck and I know the consequence of what's going to happen if that truck hits you and I don't say anything about it and you get hit, then that's on me because I didn't tell you. Okay. And that's on me because I didn't tell you. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So, so, so the takeaway here is, is that for all of these messages, I have to give to you what the Holy Spirit is placing in my spirit. Okay. And when it comes down to tithes and offerings, that could be one major, major blessing blocker for you. Okay. Interesting thing is I had a conversation with a very good, a good friend of mine and brother in the Lord. And it's interesting that we were on this subject matter also. Okay. So as the Holy Spirit, you know, guides me, I give these messages on the tithes and offerings. Right. But, but it's just one of the, the uh, it's a very powerful blessing blocker that's out there. So of these blessing blockers that we've gone over today, unforgiveness, uh, uh, doubt or unbelief, uh, uh, fear and sin, these are the mid-course corrections that we all need to evaluate from time to time. Okay? These are the mid-course corrections that we all need to, to, to look at you know, and do check boxes and, and say, you know, am I making sure that I'm, that I'm covered in these areas, that I'm not falling prey and let, letting myself uh, 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 be involved with unforgiveness or doubt and unbelief. You know, I'm not sinning and, and, and fear, not letting fear come in my life. And I'm giving to the Lord as the Lord so calls for in the word of God. We need to make sure that we are being obedient to God. We need to have, we need to be obedient so that he can bless us and bring us to where we want to be. Amen. Amen. So you see, you see, you see, you see that, that our Lord has placed a lot in our power. You know, we have a lot of responsibility. The easiest thing is for us to kind of relax and just rest in him and do these things. And then the blessings will start to overflow in your life. All right. Okay. Okay. So, and, and don't be discouraged. God is with you. Whatever it is that you're praying for out there, just rest assured knowing that God is indeed on the job. He's not, he hasn't deserted you. He's there and he will indeed bring you to where he wants you to be. But you have to relax and just know that God is God, that God is God. Amen. Amen. I pray that this message has been a blessing to you. And if it has, then why don't you pass on the links uh, to reach us here? We can be reached at www. Genesis 1, one word, www.genesis1.sermon.net. Click on that subscribe button on the upper uh, top of the page there, and you'll be notified when these are, uh, sermons are made available automatically. Uh, also, we're on YouTube now. You know, we can reach, go to YouTube and, and just type in Genesis 1 Christian Ministries, Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Amen. And, of course, we've uh, always had and we still have the free apps that are on uh, for Android and for Apple, you know, at uh, Google Play and at the Apple Store. And you can reach those apps too, free of charge. And then that way uh, we can be reached, okay? So our, our, our whole effort is to, to, to make the Word of God available to our, um, as many as possible. Uh, it's not God's will that anyone on this earth should plant or, uh, perish, okay? So, so if you don't know the Lord yet, it's time for you to come to Him because uh, time, is, time is, is getting short in God's time, amen? Uh, so be blessed. Go forward. Uh, remember, keep those blessing blockers out of your life and make sure you're prayerfully um, consulting God for every aspect of your life. Praise God. Praise God. Why don't we close in prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that we've had with you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. And I pray that these words will stick within our spirits and be there with us uh, through all of the day and the balance of the week ahead of us, O oh Lord God. And let us remember these words. Let us do some, some soulful searching, O oh Lord God, to make sure that we don't have any blessing blockers in our lives, O oh Lord God, that would prevent you, O oh Lord God, from bringing us to where you want us to be. We praise you, Heavenly Father. We magnify thy most glorious name. 
in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Go forth and be blessed. And remember that Jesus is Lord. And I sing praises to your